Hi there. Our first story of the week is about the trailblazer Dr. Frank Kameny. At the start of Pride Month, Google Doodle commemorated Dr. Frank Kameny, an iconic LGBTQ plus rights activist. Dr. Frank Kameny received his degree in astronomy and joined the army in 1957 as an astronomer to help map constellations. But months later, Kameny was fired because of his sexuality. Dr. Kameny sued the federal government for his termination, and in 1961, filed the first gay rights appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, which was denied, of course. And since then, Kameny became a fervent advocate and activist for his community. Dr. Kameny founded one of the first LGBTQ plus advocacy groups. He held one of the first LGBTQ protests, and he went up against the American Psychiatric Association, challenging their classification of homosexuality as a mental disorder. Although Dr. Frank Kameny passed away in 2011, he was issued a formal apology by the U.S. government in 2009 and has been commemorated with a street named in his honor in Washington, D.C., the Google Doodle from this month had this to say about Dr. Kamney. Thank you, Frank Kamney, for courageously paving the way for decades of progress. And we share the same sentiments. We are grateful to celebrate this pioneer and are proud to see him celebrated by the world and Google. Yes, thank you, Dr. Frank Kamney. And thank you all for joining us. This is the Queerly News. Welcome to the Queerly News. I'm Lena. I'm Nick. This past Monday was World Blood Donor Day. It's so great to be able to celebrate those selfless giving people. Hey, Lena, you know who wasn't celebrating Monday? No, who? That would be me. And that's because I have sex with other men. The United States and the Red Cross still have a ban on gay men donating blood if they're actively having sex with other men. Even with all of our HIV treatments and vaccines in development and the HIV tests, we still have this archaic thing. I have always wanted to be a blood donor, but because of who I want to love, I can't. It's time that this band ended for good. We can do much better. Also on Monday, New York Dem Sean Patrick Maloney said that he plans to reintroduce a bill aimed at improving sexual orientation and gender identity data collection in violent crimes and suicides. It is known as the LGBTQ Essential Data Act, and it would require law enforcement to include sexual orientation and gender identity information in the National Violent Death Reporting System. This act is a necessity for our community because gender identity and sexuality aren't reported nationally. We need this data to track patterns when it comes to the victims of those crimes. In a year where more trans women of color have been murdered than reported before, we need the data to prevent these deaths from continuing. On Wednesday, the Education Department extended Title IX protection to LGBTQ students, an executive order that directed federal agencies to update sex discrimination protections. This directive reverses a Trump-era policy and will allow trans students to use facilities like bathrooms and changing rooms that match their gender identity. With this extended Title IX protection, the recent sweeping anti-transports bills passed in states will complicate and clash against this order. Hopefully it will lead to the removal of these anti-trans legislations on trans youth and push for greater, greater protection of LGBTQ students.
Hear, hear. On Monday, Interior Secretary Deb Holland recognized Flag Day by raising the Progress Pride flag over the Department of the Interior Headquarters in Washington, D.C. It is reportedly the first time any Pride flag was waved on department property in its 172-year history. Secretary Holland tweeted out the commemoration. This is a sharp contrast to the previous Secretary's policy under Trump's administration. And now Holland will now be able to approve national landmarks to fly the pride flag, including Stonewall Inn, where last year they weren't allowed to fly a pride flag. With this continued support towards the LGBTQ community, we are excited to celebrate Pride Month, waving our pride flags wherever we want. Yes. And to take it to another level of celebrating pride, Netherlands unveiled the longest rainbow bike path in the world that runs on for 570 meters in length and is located by Utrecht Science Park at the Utrecht University. Not only does it have the iconic eight rainbow stripes, the path includes black and brown stripes to further reflect inclusion or representation. Why can't we be more like Netherlands? Instead, we're over here still arguing about who can and can't have the pride flag hang on federal bases or homes run by HOA. But to contrast Netherlands' celebratory news, Hungary's parliament passed an anti-LGBTQ legislation on Tuesday that banned schools from educating or discussing topics on homosexuality and trans issues. Hungary's parliament seeks to protect children. And doesn't that sound familiar? To protect children by not having content or advertisements that the parliament believes will encourage one to undergo gender transition or be queer. But all this type of legislation does is harm LGBTQ plus youth and suppress our vo voices and rights. This is upsetting news during Pride Month, but this is also where we need to step up and continue to fight against these type of anti-LGBTQ legislation and acts around the world. This is the month where our voices need to be heard the loudest against government censorship and oppression against the LGBTQ community. Our main story today is about what Pride Month means to us. We wanted to take some time this month to discuss what Pride meant to us in the past and what it means to us today. So what does Pride mean to me? I remember the first time I went to a Pride parade, I was an intern for a bank walking with them. Literally the definition of corporate pride while I had their logo emblazoned on me. It was a magical experience regardless, but I wasn't representing my own pride. I was representing the company. That was the summer before Trump was elected president. I hadn't felt proud since. I saw how performative and shallow mainstream pride events were and how insidious corporations are when they try to celebrate our community for just a month. I didn't feel proud in my community, many who voted for Trump in 2016, and even more last year. With continued police violence and abuse and murder, I haven't felt proud, but I have started to feel proud again. In 2019, when a counter demonstration in New York City set out to celebrate queer liberation and the banning of corporations and cops at Pride events, I felt the most proud. So many in our community are putting in the work to make our society better. And they won't be fooled by capitalistic companies and cops who say they're there to protect when they seldom do. Pride started with riots against the police and against the mainstream. And I'm proud to see that we're bringing that good trouble back into Pride. 
So what does Pride mean to me? It means hope and radical change. And I'm so happy that we're a part of it. Agreed. But you know, the first time I experienced Pride was actually when I was in my first year at college at San Francisco State University. I was 18 and I was finally letting myself learn to embrace who I was openly after years of being in the closet at home and grappling with internalized homophobia. I was surrounded by fellow queer friends and a vibrant community that made me feel loved and unafraid of just simply being me. Honestly, it was the first time I felt so confident in my own body and in who I was. But of course, like Nick mentioned, Pride slowly started to shift into an event that started to feel less meaningful and more like another hyped Coachella-like event to brag about on social media. To me, Pride started to become an event where I didn't feel visible, as a queer Asian woman especially. I think it's important to remember what Pride stood for when it started after the historic Stonewall riots and remember that it was a march about activism and liberation. Pride needs to be more than just rainbows, glitters, and getting drunk on a float. But, you know, even as I say this, I don't want those to feel ashamed for wanting those things and wanting to be able to express your queerness openly, especially for young queers who didn't have that outlet due to maybe having a repressive environment like I had. For me, you can celebrate the pride we criticize today, and that's okay, as long as you continue to hold that fiery activism of what pride actually is every day to combat those who continually want to suppress our voices. Thank you. All right, that's our show. Stay tuned next week for another episode of The Queer The News. This has been Lena and Nick. Stay safe and stay queer. <laughs>